MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, February 6th, 2020. Today, the State of the Union is Nancy. The Iowa caucuses, Impeachment Day. Kushner's Mideast Peace Plan spirals down the drain, and a bunch of good news. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Mandy Reeder. Hello. How are you guys? Good. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, yeah. other than the fact that, you know, the Senate acquitted <laughs> Trump today. But we'll get to that. We were expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> That's little, not a surprise. Little flakes of gold in all these shit nuggets. Then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's, a, there's, there's a little there's a little Mormon gold schlager. Yeah. It's going to come out um, today. So I'm really <laughs> Mormon gold schlager. That's weird. Um, before we kick off the news, I wanted to, first of all, just thank all the hardworking people in Iowa for their passion and their dedication and their hard work. And no matter who you were um, a captain for or campaigning for or canvassing for. Um, I, I know they've been torn apart the past couple of days, but the reflection of late returns uh, and the app clusterfuck has no bearing on the arduous work that everyone put in. And I wanted to thank the Dems in Iowa from the bottom of my heart. Truly, I did. I kind of left that out. We were just sort of talking about the catastrophes yesterday yeah. and not really talking and not really acknowledging all of the hard work that was put in. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously also the worst nightmare for them. Yeah, it, mostly it, yeah. for them. It has to suck to do all that work and and to have something so simple just sort of because that's what people remember, right? The mm-hmm. one screw up and not the 10,000 great things you did. And 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 that really bums me out when it happens to me. I know it's happened to pretty much everybody. I know and everyone who's listening and usually at work or something like you'll make one mistake and but you'll never hear a, like a thank you for yeah. the 8 million great things you did before. Yeah, or of course the one mistake you make is the one they catch or something. Yeah. Or that winds up faulting the entire process. Yeah, yeah. Shadow I see. Yep, yep. Uh and it's it sucks when when people are not grateful like that. So I just wanted to make sure that I extended that. Um, gratitude. So we do have a lot of news to get to today. Obviously, there was a bunch of stuff that happened, so let's jump in, hit the hot notes. Hot notes. So last night I promised I would watch State of the Union for you, uh, and I did, and now I regret it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I watched it, and here's some highlights uh, from the speech. Uh, first of all, the, everyone noticed noticed right off the bat that um, Nancy Pelosi reached her hand out and Trump didn't shake it. Now, I don't know if he didn't see it because he also didn't shake Pence's hand, which is customary mm. to shake both hands. Yeah. Uh, but Pence didn't reach out. Yeah. I don't know. There's a certain angle of that where she reaches her hand out. He puts the speech in her hand mm. and then she clearly puts her hand out for a handshake. And yeah. you can see on his face that he like sees the hand yeah, and then turns away. So I don't think that that was a mistake. Yeah, he, he's he's definitely I, I wouldn't put it past him to to leave her hanging. Yeah, it's it's so childish. <laughs> yes. And then <laughs> but not surprising. And. Then Nancy didn't dis- she didn't say I have the distinct honor and whatever mm-hmm. privilege. She's supposed to say a couple of mm-hmm. other nice words when she actually not supposed to. That's just normal. Customary. It's customary. And I'm sorry. Are you upset that customs aren't being followed and norms aren't being followed? Right. Fuck off. So she just said, 
ladies, you know, here's the United. Here, here he is. <laughs> to which he got a fucking NFL tunnel entrance on yeah. the field. So I don't know why he's complaining about how he was brought out there. I'm surprised they didn't have helmets with steam coming out Seriously. of the top. Some, I don't know. Oh, uh, that was the worst. It took forever, and it's just all white dudes, old ass white men. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Just like trying so hard to just get a touch of this ugh, nasty man. I just. He shook the hand of uh, Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. That is not something you're supposed to do. Um, shook the hands of some of the Joint Chiefs. You're not supposed to do that. They're supposed to sit there and not clap and not applaud and not smile and not do uh-huh. anything. Uh, and you're not supposed to get chummy with them when you when you walk past them but you know, Gross. whatever um then there were a few tv like reality tv moments first of all there was the soldier surprising his family coming home that was cute then there was the young girl getting her scholarship that was cute then uh my favorite moment of the night was the tuskegee airman the hundred year old tuskegee airman and his grandkid that wants to be in the space force uh-huh. Um, the only thing I didn't like was his quote. And he said that the little kid wants to, instead of being on the, yep. down here, looking up at the stars, yep. I want to be up in space looking down on the world. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds very dictator. Like, mm, okay. Um, so, and then of course <laughs> the medal of freedom for bigoted misogynist Rush Limbaugh. Um, that was astonishing. Quick question. Yeah. Let's call this educated Canadian time. I don't know a lot about Rush Limbaugh. He's one of the people in American politics I don't know a lot about. I know he's bad, but can you give me the like top line summary of the fucked up shit that he's done? Yeah, like he called a student um, uh, a slut for oh, wanting to have birth control because he's like, oh, so you want us to pay for your birth control? So you want money so you can have sex? Well, you know what that makes you? That makes you a slut Jesus. or a whore or cool. prostitute yeah. or whatever. So a nice feminist man. When you think of conservative talk radio and like Alex Jones-like people, Rush okay. Limbaugh was one of the people that really really like pave the road okay. in that sphere. Yeah. I know Alex Jones. I, yes. I know of Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh's not like a, but... he's he's not like Alex Jones in this in yeah. this fact. Alex Jones is his own brand of crazy. Rush Limbaugh is just like a pinnacle insanely conservative. But now there's like people like Alex Jones that honestly make Rush Limbaugh no, look mild. Centrist. Yeah. Yeah, but So Rush he was, Rush was on the phone with a black woman one time having an interview and he said, "Why don't you take the bone out of your nose and come back when you have a better argument?" Oh, like boy. those are the kinds okay. of things he's known for. And that right. that's two things and there's millions. Yeah. Gotcha. Incredibly right. Yeah, like, right-wing racist. Yeah, cool. yeah, like awful. Um there's also a Bill Hicks clip about Rush Limbaugh. If you want to look that up, it's oh, really? like three minutes long. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, it, it really encapsulates. And that was back in the 80s, 90s. 90s, yeah. Yeah, in 90s. Like, so yeah. you should listen to that okay. clip. Cool. Yeah. I will. I think it embodies the sort of disdain. Bill Hicks. Yeah. Great American hero. Yeah. Um, so State of the Union, first half of it was him lauding the economy, the economy, the economy, the military, the economy, the economy, the military. Uh, but he did that while shitting on Obama, like a full backhanded and pretentious statements about how his economy is great, especially after the previous eight years of abysmal economy, uh, which is just a lie. He got booed for his continual untrue statements about the Obama administration. Um, and he like saying shit like, unlike those who came before me, I keep my promises, you know, just couldn't say a nice thing about himself without also like twisting that knife mm-hmm. a little bit in Obama. And but also lying like these aren't true things these mm. these are total lies yeah oh when they would pan to other democrats and they're just like shaking their yeah. head <laughs> slowly it's so sad yes and if you're wondering why um a lot of the women were wearing white it was to celebrate the 100th anniversary of white women getting the vote 
Not, oh, okay. They weren't wearing white because white women got the vote. I just want to make sure that you know <laughs> that it wasn't all women who got the vote 100 years ago. Yes. <laughs> that would be really fucked up. Oh, like, it would be very fucked up. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's ruined for me forever now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh. I, those, I mushed those together and they're, they're separate. Well, didn't they do, didn't the squad do that the last State of the Union too? Yeah, but it was for something else. Right. The, the all white thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you're supposed to take it as what it comes off as which is a bunch of democratic angels sitting in a chamber of lies. <laughs> Rad, in, in mm-hmm. Satan's house. Mm-hmm. Um, then the speech just got blatantly false, like his assertion that Democrats want to take away your health care. While right this second, the Department of Justice is in court trying to throw out the Affordable Care Act and pre-existing condition protections, everything that's in the, in the Affordable Care Act. They're trying to get the whole thing overturned. Um, then he brought up socialism. Uh, and how he won't let it destroy American health care, like American health care is something awesome to protect. Um, then he said Democrats want to take your Medicare away from your grandma and give it to illegal aliens, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yes, I'd like a direct transfer. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much what he said. You want to take your Medicare, they want to give it to illegal aliens. Uh, and he kept using the term illegal aliens. That's why I'm using it. I would never use that yeah. term. Uh, he got laughed at when he said he would take on Big Pharma. Uh, and then he would say, he said, if you put a drug bill on my desk, I'll sign it. And then all of the Democrats started chanting HR3, HR3. They passed it a, a year ago and it's been on Mitch McConnell's desk. So you talk to the Republicans about that shit. Dude, we're really turning into like London. This seems to be how like parliament can be over there. Just complete like lol. Like, oh, people, oh, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna need yes. an oh, we're gonna need a Burko guy. Oh, oh god, god. Yeah, he's great. Yes. It's entertaining. Not, that's not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Like a while back, Obama gave a State of the Union and somebody shouted out liar from the thing, oh, and everyone I was like about that. one guy was just like liar, and everyone was like because <gasps> mm-hmm. we do not do that in our Senate under the pain of imprisonment, as the sergeant at arms would say. So you know you just it's to have this this chanting and i know the republicans usa in four more years and yeah and, and all that stuff that is not normal no okay. it's okay. some bro ass shit yeah bro or an f word that word <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah okay good to know yeah, yeah, yeah definitely no, that normal. Was, i've never seen that before the like jeering and the yelling yeah. no it was really like a, it was truly like a pep rally. It was run like a pep rally. It was written like a pep rally. When he walked up to the podium, he started pacing back and forth yeah. by the podium. It's like, stand in one fucking spot and start your shit but, so we can get this over with. By the way, if you're not a patron, become one because you would have just saw the video of Jordan <laughs> doing uh, the pacing back and forth, but it sort of looked like From Mick Jagger. It's like <laughs> Mick Jagger's dance. <laughs> it was pretty great. Uh, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, so <laughs> we're gonna have to tie some scarves onto your microphone. Yeah. Oh wait, that's Aerosmith. Oh. Um, same. So oh, I'm gonna get emails for that. Uh, then he talked about sanctuary cities and how we turn criminal aliens loose to prey upon the citizens. Ugh, whoa, that's some fascist shit. And he pronounced sanctuary wrong. He slurred. Uh, he started slurring about six minutes in. Uh, he said sanctuary. Uh, and, and so I was like, dude, I want to live in a skanctuary city. I'm a skank. Let's go. I think that would be a great place. <laughs> then he, he wants to put, dude, <laughs> are we not in a skanctuary right that, now? The, that's the name of my new Wi-Fi network. It's going to be called the skanctuary <laughs> my house. Protection for skank. Was that song? <laughs> she sells skanctuary. Yes. <laughs> nice. Guys, she just did a Gen X. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my gosh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan, I'm just, so proud of you. The cult. Yes. For my... love. She sells sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> High five. I'm excited. Sometimes she wears Kira shirts too. Yeah. Don't get very excited. My dad's car was a nice vessel of that time. I'm growing sorry. Up for me. Fuck, that's right. It's your dad. Okay. <laughs> um, I love that stuff though. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we go on the road. We're at a drag show in San Francisco and someone's like, oh, it's nice that you brought your mom. <laughs> oh God, that was so, they handled that so poorly. Oh, Seattle. Too. I think we're in Seattle. Oh, was it Seattle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I thought we I went mean, to the drag show in San Francisco. Uh, no, I wasn't with you guys in San Francisco. Oh, that's right. You're yeah, right, it was right, Seattle. Right. That was a great drag show, though. But I mean, my wife and I so get good. this too sometimes, and we're always like, "Thanks," especially because we're both feminine, but we have an age gap. People are always like, "Oh, it's so nice that you're here with your mom, yeah. sister, <laughs> yeah, sister." I'm cool with. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, then he says he wants prayer in public schools, which is just anti-constitutional. Uh, late-term abortions. He started mm-hmm. talking about that just off the fucking rails. It started regular, relatively normal. He didn't talk about impeachment, which I thought he would do within the first nine minutes. He said the State of the Union is stronger than it's ever been before. Not just strong, but stronger than ever. He said that about, I think, four to five minutes in. Um, but he, he didn't go on impeachment. And it was pretty, aside from the, you know, the Obama stabs, it was pretty like, my economy's great, jobs are great, everything's great, America's great. But then it just went, it just tanked off the rails with the late-term abortions and those prayers in school. And then, of course, at the end, the if you made it through, you got a prize. You got to watch <laughs> Nancy Pelosi rip up her advanced copy of his speech. And that, that was, was spicy. That was fantastic. Spicy oh, I love it so much. This is war, dude. And she asked, and she was asked, like, did you tear the speech up? She's like, yeah, I ripped it up. I, he tore up the truth, so I tore up his speech. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Um, and, and of course, Val Demings tweeted today, if you're angry about a speech being torn in half and not angry about families being torn in half. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought it was a great moment. And, you know, a lot of people, it's childish. It's this, it's that. Okay, whatever. Ha- mm-hmm. You know, have your opinion on her actions. But let's talk about the calculated piece of amazing political work that it was Mm -hmm. no one was talking about his speech Mm -hmm. everyone was talking about her Mm -hmm. ripping it up Mm -hmm. so high five even if she tore a page out of no pun intended trump's (laughs) playbook um to do that and to to just get the focus off of his crazy ass when she was pissed she was i thought that was a good moment also harkening back to your comment about um you know prayer in schools he also said failing government schools or failing yeah failing government schools your your kids shouldn't have to be in failing government schools which is such a like shout out to these like far right christians who want to put their kid in all these christian charter schools yeah you know it's it's, it's speaking that's directly. a betsy devos yeah joint. it's a total betsy yeah. devos thing yep. yes so that was this state of the union um i would not recommend you watch it um, watch the tear up the speech part. That was great. Oh my God. She did I it in two parts. Too. I couldn't believe it was real when the when I first saw it because like Nikki Glazer reposted it or something. Uh. She's a comic, right? And I was like, oh, there's no way this is real. No. And yeah. it went on Twitter, and I'm like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, and it's on thick paper, so mm-hmm. she had to do two stacks. Yeah, <laughs> she tore yeah, the yeah. first stack and then tore the second one. She did it twice. Yeah, Nancy. Um, oh. Yeah, it was good. So good. And then you, t- what did you tweet? I think more women had an orgasm. Nancy Pelosi yeah, no. just gave more women an orgasm than Trump ever has in his whole life yeah. or something like that. That was a good tweet. Um, on, to, <laughs> <laughs> on to impeachment. Uh, so Susan Collins walked back her words today. She said she probably shouldn't have said that she believes President Trump has learned his lessons from the fallout from his dealings with Ukraine. She now says a better word would have been she hopes 
he learns his lesson. Okay. Splitting hairs. Mm, dumbass. And then Doug Jones announced he, you know, today he would vote to convict. We were a little worried about that. Manchin announced he would vote to convict. I was super worried about that um, because he introduced the, the, the censure mm-hmm. uh, legislation that wasn't going to go anywhere. And I thought he was making it, mm-hmm. uh, making his way in the world today. Uh, no, like <laughs> making it so he could vote. For God, that would have been a bad look if they didn't vote, but Romney did. Yeah. And then uh, cinema was on board. So everyone we were worried about uh, came on board, plus one Republican. And that was Mitt Romney, first bipartisan conviction vote in history. Also, um, he is the first senator to vote to convict a member of his own party, um, first in ever. ever. Uh, and I think he and in his speech, he he reflects yeah. uh, on the uh, on how he sees that that will be his legacy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the vote came in, in, and the first article was found not guilty, fifty-two forty-eight, and the second article of obstruction of Congress was found not guilty, fifty-three forty-seven. So Romney didn't vote for obstruction uh-huh. of Congress, um, and we will talk about that one Republican vote right after the break. Um, to get these episodes, by the way, ad-free, along with access to our closed groups and studio videos and bonus episodes and newsletters and thank you gifts, go to patreon.com slash the daily beans and 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 sign up. It's super cheap, and you get to be a patron of both shows and you get a bunch of neat stuff and it really helps us out, helps support women in podcasting, helps us pay the bills, keep the lights on, offer healthcare, 401ks, all that good shit. It's so, a great community too. It is. Mm-hmm. I have gotten so much great networking mm-hmm. from that closed Facebook group. Yeah, it's a great. A few thousand people in there. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Totally. All right. So we'll be right back. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's AG, and this episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Upstart. As many of us have found the hard way, getting out of debt can be a nightmare, but getting into it's pretty easy, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform. It knows you're more than just your credit score, and it offers smart interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. Upstart sure could have helped me uh, with that mountain of credit card debt I used to have after college, Uh, but they can help you. It's too late for me. I, you know, but hey... Go to Upstart. You're going to love it. They go beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. I didn't have that when I was younger. They actually reward you based on your education and job history. And they do that in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score, and they believe in you. They make it super easy to check your rate, and it's just a soft pull, so it won't affect your credit score. And the best part is once the loan is approved and accepted, most most people get their funds the very next business day. And over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit card debts and meet their financial goals. So free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and consolidate everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why they're ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash dailybeans to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash dailybeans. You'll be glad you did. Hey, everybody, welcome back. So uh, before the break, I promised you that we would talk about uh, Mitt Romney uh, and his vote today. But even more, I think, historical than his vote is the speech that he gave on the Senate floor. And I, uh, I I think it's so important that I want everyone to hear it. I'm going to play it right now in its entirety. So let's hear that speech right now. President, Senator from Utah. Thank you, Mr. President. The Constitution is at the foundation of our republic's success, and we each strive not to lose sight of our promise to defend it. The Constitution established the vehicle of impeachment that has occupied both houses of our Congress these many days. We have labored to faithfully execute our responsibilities to it. We have arrived at different judgments, but I hope we respect each other's good faith. The allegations made in the articles of impeachment are very serious. As a senator juror, 
I swore an oath before God to exercise impartial justice. I am profoundly religious. My faith is at the heart of who I am. I take an oath before God as enormously consequential. I knew from the outset that being tasked with judging the president, the leader of my own party, would be the most difficult decision I have ever faced. I was not wrong. The House managers presented evidence supporting their case, and the White House counsel disputed that case. In addition, the president's team presented three defenses. First, that there could be no impeachment without a statutory crime. Second, that the Biden's con conduct justified the president's actions. And third, that the judgment of the president's actions should be left to the voters. Let me first address those three defenses. The historic meaning of the words high crimes and misdemeanors, the writings of the founders, and my own reasoned judgment convinced me that a president can indeed commit acts against the public trust that are so egregious that while they are not statutory crimes, they would demand removal from office. To maintain that the lack of a codified and comprehensive list of all the outrageous acts that a president might conceivably commit renders Congress powerless to remove such a president defies reason. The President's counsel also notes that Vice President Biden appeared to have a conflict of interest when he undertook an effort to remove the Ukrainian prosecutor general. If he knew of the exorbitant compensation his son was receiving from a company actually under investigation, the vice president should have recused himself. While ignoring a conflict of interest is not a crime, it is surely very wrong. With regards to Hunter Biden, taking excessive advantage of his father's name is unsavory, but also not a crime. Given that in neither the case of the father nor the son was any evidence presented by the president's counsel that a crime had been committed, the president's insistence that they be investigated by the Ukrainians is hard to explain other than as a political pursuit. There's no question in my mind that were their names not Biden, the president would never have done what he did. The defense argues that the Senate should leave the impeachment decision to the voters. While that logic is appealing to our democratic instincts, it is inconsistent with the Constitution's requirement that the Senate, not the voters, try the president. Hamilton explained that the founders' decision to invest senators with this obligation rather than leave it to the voters was intended to minimize, to the extent possible, the partisan sentiments of the public at large. So the verdict is ours to render under our Constitution. The people will judge us for how well and faithfully we fulfill our duty. The grave question the Constitution tasks senators to answer is whether the president committed an act so extreme and egregious that it rises to the level of a high crime and misdemeanor. Yes, he did. The president asked a foreign government to investigate his political rival. The president withheld vital military funds from that government to press it to do so. The president delayed funds for an American ally at war with Russian invaders. The president's purpose 
was personal and political. Accordingly, the president is guilty of an appalling abuse of public trust. What he did was not perfect. No, it was a flagrant assault on our electoral rights, our national security, and our fundamental values. Corrupting an election to keep oneself in office is perhaps the most abusive and destructive violation of one's oath of office that I can imagine. In the last several weeks, I've received numerous calls and texts. Many demanded in their words that I stand with the team. I can assure you that that thought has been very much on my mind. You see, I support a great deal of what the president has done. I voted with him 80% of the time. But my promise before God to apply impartial justice required that I put my personal feelings and political biases aside. Were I to ignore the evidence that has been presented and disregard what I believe my oath and the Constitution demands of me for the sake of a partisan end, it would, I fear, expose my character to history's rebuke and the censure of my own conscience. I'm aware that there are people in my party and in my state who will strenuously disapprove of my decision. And in some quarters, I will be vehemently denounced. I'm sure to hear abuse from the president and his supporters. Does anyone seriously believe that I would consent to these consequences other than from an inescapable conviction that my oath before God demanded it of me? I sought to, hear, sought to hear testimony from John Bolton, not only because I believed he could add context to the charges, but also because I hoped that what he might say could raise reasonable doubt and thus remove from me the awful obligation to vote for impeachment. Like each member of this deliberative body, I love our country. I believe that our Constitution was inspired by providence. I'm convinced that freedom itself is dependent on the strength and vitality of our national character. As it is with each senator, my vote is an act of conviction. We've come to different conclusions, fellow senators, but I trust we have all followed the dictates of our conscience. I acknowledge that my verdict will not remove the president from office. The results of this Senate court will in fact be appealed to a higher court, the judgment of the American people. Voters will make the final decision, just as the president's lawyers have implored. My vote will likely be in the minority in the Senate. But irrespective of these things, with my vote, I will tell my children and their children that I did my duty to the best of my ability, believing that my country expected it of me. I will only be one name among many, no more, no less, to future generations of Americans who look at the record of this trial. They will note merely that I was among the senators who determined that what the president did was wrong, grievously wrong. We are all footnotes at best in the annals of history, but in the most powerful nation on earth, the nation conceived in liberty and justice, that distinction is enough for any citizen. Thank you, Mr. President. I yield the floor. 
So, wow, what an incredible speech. Mm. Uh, I got choked up watching it. Now, first of all, before you start with your thumbs, uh, I don't like Mitt Romney. I'm not I'm not supported. I wouldn't vote for him. I don't like his policies. Like he said in his speech, I'm a Republican. I voted with Trump 80 percent of the time, uh, That which means I disagree with him 80 percent of the time, maybe mm. more. Um, he's a zillionaire. He, you know, he doesn't need this shit. He's, he's, and, and that sort of lends him this opportunity to become, uh, what he will become, which is a historical figure, uh, for this vote. Um, and I just, some of the parts of the speech, especially with, um, his, I felt like he was talking to other Republicans, uh, at that, at that point. And I thought for sure he'd be able to sway one or two with his, you know, with his religious angle, which is where he attacked it from. Yeah, I was thinking a lot about this, though. Like, say what you will about Mormons. I know I've talked massive amounts of shit just because I grew up pretty entrenched in a Mormon community in a lot of ways. And I saw a lot of really, like, sad, bad things happen. But at the end of the day, I think what you cannot take away from Mormon folks is their true and complete and pure dedication to their religion and their beliefs. Yeah. Whereas so many other Republicans are using Christianity, mm-hmm. they're completely the using it and it hiding up. behind it. Yeah, and, and committing really bad acts also. A lot of these people truly are like sex predators, and mm-hmm. I know that that exists everywhere and stuff, but but just I guess my point is the the I think the amount of abuse of religion in Christianity you know, in the sects that I'm thinking of happens at a way higher rate than it does in the Mormon church, which obviously is something that should have data to back it up. But just going off of how people anecdotally, anecdotally, Anecdotally. yes, Mm -hmm. I feel like watching him have the most integrity. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of religion in general, you know, No, me neither. But it saved our butts a a few times in the last week. We got the religious freedom decision to to allow uh, humanitarian aid at the border and, and overturn those convictions based on religious freedom. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's come in handy a few times. Is that, right. what, is that what, what they used? Mm-hmm. To overt- okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. As, as in, like, it is part of my faith to help people. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. And hmm. I know I know there's a lot of really, really good Christians, too, that were on that floor as well. Yeah. And hopefully that did speak to them in some way. Obviously not enough to get them to, to vote, right? Yeah, but, but yeah, I think... I I was not bothered whatsoever by his religious appeal like no. I normally would have found myself being. Well, I disagree with it, but I I, mm. I understood what he was where he was coming from and I and I admire his right conviction to his faith and 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 his god. Yeah. And I I just I really thought it was a, a truly an incredible speech. He 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 got choked up. He had to pause a few times mm-hmm. talking about this and and he is gonna now be completely ridiculed um, <clears throat> for the rest of his time as a Republican. Trump Jr. is already calling for him to be ousted from the Republican Party. Um, his vote for witnesses got him kicked out of the CPAC, uh, and he he's like and he said that he acknowledged that in his speech, and it sort of reminded me like I got a little tinge of when I see women who have who come forward about being sexually assaulted or raped or harassed. And people saying she's just doing it for the attention. She's just doing it for the Bezos money or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck. And and like when uh, Christine Blasey Ford came forward, that anyone would think her life would be easier once she did mm-hmm. that um, is just beyond repugnant to me. Right. Um, it's it's difficult. It takes bravery mm-hmm. in the face of 
knowing ridicule is coming, et cetera, et cetera. And that, it, I, that's how I related mm-hmm. to it. That's how I found a common thread with Romney on mm-hmm. that shit right mm-hmm. there. I yeah. was like, aha, yeah, you're yeah. doing this knowing it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, you're not, like, you You know that by speaking up, you're going to get a, a tsunami of shit. You know, it's the same way that, it, it, this is why when people think that women who speak up only do it for attention is fucking insane to me mm-hmm. because women who speak up about the, the assaults or the sexual abuse that they've faced, they get, you know, they get fucking ridiculed mm-hmm. and and abused more. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's I'm I guess in a weird way I'm proud of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, you just said yeah. exactly what I said. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's that was that was how I connected it to yeah, yeah. To, to my how I related yeah. it to my f- totally framework. My I frame reference. Kept thinking about the thing you said on the show yesterday too about the fact that a lot of the people who supported Nixon in the end on their deathbeds and in their obituaries were like. Wish I hadn't have done that. Mm-hmm. I was like, he, he he's right. Like he's his grandchildren can now be like, mm-hmm. he yeah. was a good guy. Yeah, yeah. And then really quick, I uh, I think though I don't consider myself religious, and I know a lot of our listeners don't either. A, a decent amount of us probably consider ourselves to be spiritual, and that spiritualism uh, entailed in it is a is a sense of like moral higher power duty to do what's right right exactly mm-hmm. a through line in your own conscience and how to live life in the best most altruistic way that is something that regardless of what your religion is i think a good human would aspire to live a way that's consistent with that and that's what romney displayed so i think that that perks up anybody that would like to live their life in the same way yeah i think we all connected to it mm-hmm. on some level um, the White House was caught completely off guard by his vote, and uh, love that uh, Trump uh, closed off. He had a he had a meeting with Guaido in the Oval Office that reporters were supposed to be invited to. Shut out the reporters because he knew they were going to ask him about Romney, probably. Um, like I said, Junior's already tweeting, uh, and then again, first senator in history to vote to convict the president uh, of his own party. And this this single vote takes away the ability for Trump to say it wasn't bipartisan. And that does help quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that takes a lot of wind out of his sails. And he's going to be pissed about it. And he is going to come after the president. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll be right back with some more responses to Kushner's groundbreaking sarcasm to state solution and what is happening to some that have been deported. So stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG. The beginning of the year is a great time to review your homeowner's insurance to make sure you've got a great rate and the right coverage. But a lot of us forget about all the things insurance doesn't cover, like your old uh, AC unit or kitchen appliances, a dishwasher, for example. Mine just broke the other day. Plumbing stuff. And, and, you know, we're not ready for the hassles and bills when those things break down. American Home Shield has a plan. They help cover those repair costs. And if they can't fix it, they'll replace it. And uh, as the nation's largest provider, they've paid more in home warranty claims than any other company added up to $2 billion in the past five years. With America's most preferred home warranty, uh, they have more than 1.8 million customers. AHS offers coverage for up to 21 different home systems and appliances. That's crazy. Plus, unlimited electronics. And this this is huge for us uh, here in the studio. And they include tablets and flat screens, TVs, and more. Uh, AHS has a, a nationwide network of more than 15,000 licensed professional contractors. So they can find the right pro in your area to fix your problem. Uh, I've had several folks come out over the years. I've had AHS for a long time and they've always been the super most professional, best, like awesome vendors that you could ever hope for. No inspections are needed. You don't have to have proof of maintenance and coverage is available no matter how old your systems and appliances are. They have plans and pricing to fit every budget. So it seems like everything is constantly breaking down in my house 
person, like I said. The hassle of keeping up with home repairs can be frustrating, and it's time-consuming, and it's expensive. This takes care of all three of those problems. So help protect your home, plan for the cost of unexpected repairs, and go to ahs.com slash dailybeans today to save $50 and start protecting your home and budget from inevitable breakdowns. That's ahs.com slash dailybeans, ahs.com slash dailybeans for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield, be sure with the shield. Limitations and exclusions apply. See plan for details. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Now it's time for the C block. Uh, I don't, that's whatever. It's <laughs> it's what comes after the second break. Uh, uh, and you didn't need to know that. Sorry, we can we can edit that out or you know, leave it in, whatever. I don't care. But we do have some really important uh, news stories that uh, seem to, I didn't want them to go unnoticed, slip under the radar with everything that's going on with impeachment and the Iowa caucuses. So Jordan, take it away. Yeah. So this first story, I have to give a trigger warning because it contains metrics of pretty brutal violence and is really just a horrendously sad and shameful story. Um, But there's reporting coming out from Human Rights Watch saying that over 200 people who were deported from the U.S. back to El Salvador have been killed or severely abused. Between 2013 and 2019, 138 people were killed and more than 70 were severely beaten, sexually assaulted, extorted or tortured after they were sent back from the U.S. Um, Someone who chose to remain anonymous spoke to NBC News about what it's like being in El Salvador now. And she said, this is a very dangerous place. There's no safe place here because people get killed all the time. Uh, Gang members left me all beaten at work back in April. And she said because of that, it's been really hard holding a steady job because criminals are always looking to extort and assault her. Uh, She was separated from her toddler at the border and she was deported a year later. It turns out that her abusive partner back in El Salvador had reported her for human trafficking and that was all part of his abuse. Another demographic of people who face extreme violence are also law enforcement people, uh, folks in El Salvador. They're getting targeted and murdered by the gangs, largely um, if they had any sort of involvement in any trials of gang members or pursuing any leads on gang members. And it's important to remember that there are two huge decisions, one by Jeff Sessions and one by William Barr, that narrowed the categories of folks who can claim asylum in ways that disproportionately are affecting Salvadorans. Um, The decisions limit the ability to seek asylum for those who are fleeing gang and gender-based violence or fleeing because a relative was assaulted or killed. And these are super common reasons for Salvadorans leaving their country. Yeah. <clears throat> and it reminds me of the uh, the argument we were having with the, the separation of families at the border. The pain is the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also reminds me of um, this is the deterrence by death that Judge Marquez brought up in, in Tucson in the humanitarian aid at the southern border conviction reversal that mm-hmm. that, that that repugnant deterrence by death. That's what this is. It's mm-hmm. the point. It's a Stephen Miller thing. It's it's the point. And and that's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad. The article yeah. is um, really important to read. They, there are so many other stories. I only covered a couple, but but there are so many people who have been affected in so many different ways. It's important to point about like point this stuff out and and actually talk about the numbers because I think mm-hmm. a lot of the people who are like just close the borders, you know, you mm-hmm. shit happens to people when you send them back. Right, they're coming for a reason. Right. You know? yeah, and I'm glad they did this follow up on yeah. this because I mean we know about the deportations mm-hmm. and the blocking of asylum seekers. Mm-hmm. Yep. But what happens? You know what's what happens after? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and next from Raw Story, Jared Kushner is apparently getting shade thrown at him by Netanyahu allies over his bullshit peace plan, which is going nowhere continuously. Uh, <laughs> the Washington Post reported carousel of peace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Washington Post reported that uh, Yesha Council Chairman David. 
El Hayani is uh, apparently really furious about the White House's efforts to try to get Netanyahu to not immediately annex huge portions of the West Bank. So they want to push forward full steam ahead, and apparently they seem that they've gotten mixed messages, I guess, from the White House on if they should do that immediately or not. Um, oh, so their plan isn't actually a plan. It's just an idea. I have... I. I <laughs> From what I'm gathering, or I'll read the quote. So he uh, he said, Kushner took a knife and put it in Netanyahu's back. Very dramatic. Uh, Kushner misled the prime minister. He misled everybody. He knew for a long time that Netanyahu wanted to declare sovereignty over the Jordan Valley and Northern Dead Sea. He said it many times over the last year. Gentlemen, just don't act this way. End quote. Gentlemen, just don't act this way. Isn't that great? You know how gentlemen they do also act? They go blondes. and they take people's land forcefully. That's how <laughs> gentlemen act. And we need to get there faster is what he's saying, basically. <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. Yeah. So, I mean, was the peace plan, you know, we say it's falling apart. Was it ever really there? I don't know. I don't think <laughs> it's so. It's a peace idea, and it's an old one at that. Like, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. I'm just so done with it. I mean... I haven't had a podcast since MySpace started. It's 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 much newer than that. Uh, but had I, I think we probably would have already talked a two-state solution to death. <laughs> it's so old. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this means that uh, it's super, super not going to go it's down with any nowhere. sort of support it's from the U.S. It's on the road to nowhere. Yeah. We'll see. But that's that. And then finally... Uh, Nevada, Nevada's a caucus state. They are saying that they promised their caucus will go better than Iowa's and that they will not be using the same app that Iowa used. Um, they're considering all of their options because uh, they were supposed to be using that app, but now they're saying they're not going to. Uh, they, one of those options is going all paper. So Good. That's the option. Because mm-hmm. yes. I've been reading they were looking at new different apps. Right. No. More technology. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just do what you did the last time. It was fine. Yeah. I think was Nevada was fine last time, right? I don't remember any bad stuff, but I don't know. I grew up in Nevada and I turned 18 when I was there, but it was too late to participate in a caucus and I'm bummed because I've never done that. They seem pretty interesting. They do seem interesting Mm -hmm. and universally disliked at this point, (laughs) it seems. (laughs) And and that's the thing that it's uh, like the caucus process, I think, is interesting and fascinating and would be fun to participate in. And it's it's just an interesting exercise Mm -hmm. in in, uh, a Democratic Republic. But I think the problems that I was having with Iowa is Mm -hmm. that it's just not representative of the rest of the country. They shouldn't go first. And just paper, just paper. And that should be always for mm-hmm. every state, caucus or not. Absolutely. Paper, hand-marked paper ballot. I did yep. have a teeny tiny feeling on the Iowa caucuses that I've been reflecting on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no secret on the show that like I'm a total Bernie stan. Mm-hmm. You know, we've gotten comments about this. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm also like, I was reflecting on the fact that we had a gay man who won a primary. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's, and as a gay person, that's actually powerful. I mean, I'm not super aligned with all of Pete's policies, but the fact that that happened I was thinking about it today and I was like, wow, fuck, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Van Jones was talking about that yesterday. Yeah. I think Bakari Sellers, too. He's like, we should just sit for a second. I think it was specifically Van Van Jones. He was like, we need to reflect for a second. That's fucking amazing. That an openly gay man. Yes. Um... In the Iowa caucus, blah, 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 and brought his, blah, 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 I don't mean to like brush right, it off like right, it's not yeah. important, uh, it brings his husband up or Absolutely. introduces his husband mm-hmm. as the, you know, the, fir- the, the future first gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it was it was a historic moment. It yeah. was it was like when, um, you know, and 
please, I understand your feelings, but I, I, Hillary wasn't my specific candidate in mm-hmm. 2016. Mm-hmm. I did vote for her and I did go out and knock doors for her and I did bust ass and I did mm-hmm. everything for her when she did win. Um, but there were, I think, and like Bernie supporters, for example, yeah. through 2016, throughout that whole process who were, it was not lost on them that a woman was nominated Absolutely. for the Democratic mm-hmm. Party yeah. president. Historical, mm-hmm. fucking historical. And, 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 and Pete is fucking rad. Yeah, he, you know? he really is. Rad. They're all rad. I They're mean, totally. My, I, I really like him. I'm just like, hey, be for Medicare for all. That's my only issue, basically, you know? <laughs> but, like, I really like him. And although I did see a, 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 um, a short interview with a woman who had... Um, who didn't know that he was gay and she was like I can, I have, can I have my card back I, I, my vote I don't want to I don't want a gay man in the White House like what? she didn't know and and he was she was like well I wish this would have been open information and uh, the other woman was like it's common knowledge it's, but she literally found out he was gay and then wanted to take her vote back everybody okay, okay. don't ask don't tell or a voter stance <laughs> there's um yeah it's crazy thinking too back in the 80s and 90s it was very normal for democratic politicians to just be like yeah no gay marriage should not be a thing yeah that's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, yep. it wasn't very long ago. Nobody huh? no. could stand for it. Nobody could stand yeah. up for it at that time if you were yeah. running for president. Um, also, their caucus is February 22nd. Good. Good Put to know. Put it on your calendar. February sure 22nd. Six days before Flynn is sentenced. Maybe. Mm. Uh, we do have some good news and really wonderful, wonderful schadenfreude today. Right after this message. Stick around. Hey, everybody. These Daily Beans are brought to you by a sweet after bean bite from Baked by Melissa. This is my new favorite thing ever. They uh, Baked by Melissa makes delicious bite-sized cupcakes, and they ship them to you, and they make them in an array of unique handcrafted flavors. They're very, all very different, all very delicious. And since they're perfectly bite-sized, you can try several different flavors at a time. You don't have to, like, you know, you get one cake, that's your cake. That's, you know, that's it. Uh, they're tiny. They're just so good. And if you want to have, like, a really special Valentine's Day, do this. Baked by Melissa's special Valentine's Day flavors include white chocolate cookies and cream, red velvet, uh, milk chocolate, dolce de leche, and more. And if you're looking for a vegan or gluten-free option, they have you covered. And their vegan ones are so good. Some of the vegan ones are better than the non-vegan ones, honestly. And and that and that's just truly amazing. She's incredible at her craft. Baked by Melissa. And Melissa's real. Uh, Baked by Melissa offers one-day shipping and two-day <laughs> shipping nationwide. It is. It's a lady. Uh, and my current favorite flavor is in their winter collection. It's called Hot Cocoa. Uh, it's the chocolate cake stuff with marshmallow cream topped with hot cocoa icing and white uh, non 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 little white shavings. Uh, it was so delicious. It made me look up the word non which is a flat out round candy made of chocolate covered with white sugar sprinkles. Yeah, I got it. Personally, I love that Baked by Melissa's bite-sized cupcakes are just the right size to be a perfect indulgence without the guilt. So this Valentine's Day, send your loved ones the perfect gift. Baked by Melissa. Go to bakedbymelissa.com slash dailybeans and use promo code dailybeans to get 15% off your order. Take advantage of this special offer for podcast listeners. That's 15% off at bakedbymelissa.com slash dailybeans and use Use promo code Daily Beans. You'll be glad you did. Well, we're blown on good news is on the way. All right, so some good news today from NPR. The House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler says that the House will continue its investigations into Trump conduct and they will likely subpoena former National Security Advisor John Bolton. John Bolton says he said in previously that he would sue the House if subpoenaed 
And he only publicly so far has agreed to testify in the Senate impeachment trial. But perhaps now that the book promo ship has sailed, uh, maybe he'll agree to testify in the House for what I would like to be a censure and not a second impeachment. By the way, we talked about that with Terry Canefield, I think, in Day Before Yesterday's Beans. Uh, I'd like to think Nadler would uh, get Bolton's OK before he issued a subpoena. Uh, lest we end up back in the courts. Um, Nadler didn't give a timeline, um, but noted the subpoena could come from the judiciary or another investigative committee. So intelligence, foreign affairs. You know, uh, there's six committees under the umbrella of impeachment right now that are that are still investigating under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump's third State of the Union address dropped dramatically in ratings. Yes. Uh, 25% fewer viewers than last year. Hell yeah. Ellen's Game of Games... Uh, oh, yeah. At 8 p.m. posted 5 million viewers, while the State of the Union, 4.4 million. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yes. Oh, Hell yes. First day of impeachment, 12 million viewers. All right. Wow. So just... That's amazing. That's her opening reality show set, and yeah. she just crushed him. <laughs> she crushed the State of the Union. Uh. Um, now, I know you're like, why isn't that schadenfreude? Because there's even a better schadenfreude. Let's get to it. Schadenfreude. Okay, so in the aftermath of Nancy Pelosi ripping up her advanced copy of Trump's State of the Union speech, a very triggered Pompeo tweeted a meme of Lisa Simpson kneeling on the floor, crying and ripping up a piece of paper. Uh, His message was supposed to be that Pelosi was like a sobbing second grader. But Simpson's fans know how schadenfreudelicious Pompeo's unresearched tweet actually is. See, that clip is from a Simpsons episode called Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington. (laughs) in which Lisa writes an essay on American greatness called The Roots of Democracy. And it was so good, she was awarded a trip to Washington, D- to Washington D.C. And while she was there, uh, hanging out, she overheard a lobbyist bribe a congressman to destroy the Springfield Forest. And so this is from the Maddow blog. Quote, heartbroken, Lisa tears up her essay, replacing it with a new one called Cesspool on the Potomac. And then she tells the judges the city of Washington was built on a stagnant swamp some 200 years ago and very little has changed. It stank then and it stinks now. Only today it's the fetid stench of corruption that hangs in the air. Oh, my God. So unbeknownst to Pompeo, he tweeted an image symbolic of disillusionment in the face of corruption of a patriot eager to see the, the best in her country, disgusted by those who fail to honor our nation's ideals. Perfect representation of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, and it's a woman, a badass woman. It mm-hmm. was so, I was like, dude, I can't believe he did that. That's so funny. And congrats to the Matto blog for putting that out. Um, they were the first, I think, the first to scoop it. Um, somebody who works on the Matto team is like, that's hilarious. Like, just knew what that episode was and, and just went right for it, blogged it all out. And- I hope when we someday have a President Warren at some point in the future, uh, Matto gets a Presidential Medal of Freedom. Yep. You know? Yes. Anyone. Uh, I'll take one. It, 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 I, we beat Rush Limbaugh in the charts a couple times. Where's mine? Where's yours, Jordan? I mean, yeah. come on. I heard that Rush Limbaugh supporting Andrew Yang, and I have no idea how to verify that, but I will work on it while you continue. Interesting. <laughs> while you continue. Uh, and with that, let's uh, get let's get social. Hashtag. All right, so trending today, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, is hashtag GOP betrayed America. So keep that one going. I like that one. It's a mouthful. It's my favorite one. <laughs> GOP betrayed America. Um, it, I thought it was better than boycott state of union. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that's the one that picked up and was trending. I think there. I think it's because there's a, a letter limit 
if you want something to trend nationally, you can't put a swear word in it, and maybe it can't be so long. So maybe State of the Union was boycott State of the Union was too many letters. So there's boycott mm-hmm. State of Union. <laughs> I I hope that's what it is. Um, and so you know, head head to social media, check that out. Follow us on Twitter. I've been booting bots and trolls all day. Our uh, and and I've lost a bunch of, of you know we've lost a bunch of people because of it. I need to replenish that. So if you're not mm-hmm. following us at Muller, she wrote. Follow us at Muller, she wrote. Follow us at Daily Beans. We're up to twelve thousand followers. We're almost to twenty thousand. Once we hit twenty thousand, Jason and I uh, are gonna fly out and have dinner and drinks with you. So. Do that. Become a patron. Do all the great stuff. And, and we love you. And thank you so much for supporting us. Any final thoughts? Uh, I cannot find anything to verify that Rush Limbaugh likes Andrew Yang. Tragic. Mm. Donald Glover does. Nice. Yeah, as an aside. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, no final thoughts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Donald Glover getting too old for this shit? Talk. That's a... It's a <laughs> Gen X thing. Um, so, uh, last update... Danny Glover. Are you thinking of Danny Glover? Oh, did you say... I Donald Glover. Donald, from, from, oh, Donald Glover. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking of Danny Glover. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Oops. Who's Danny Glover? Really? Yeah. Lethal uh, Weapon? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's funny that I thought your <laughs> millennial guy was my Lethal Weapon guy <laughs> and then gave you a lesson about the wrong guy. <laughs> Donald that's, Glover uh, is we have Childish fun. Gambino. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Correct. And we did a whole friggin' episode on him and his This Is America video. I should have. Yes. I, I should have. Yeah. Known. I should have done known. And I love community. Anyway. Uh, last update on the Iowa caucus. See if you have anything newer than this, but uh, 86% reporting. Pete's at 27, Sanders at 25, Warren's at 18, Bynes at 16, Klobuchar's at 12. These are the percentages of delegates, not the popular vote. There was a popular vote that was put out, um, and uh, it, the numbers were incorrect, and they had to make a correction because the popular vote put Bernie in second place for the popular vote, and they had to correct mm-hmm. it because he's still in first place for the popular vote. Mm-hmm. Um Bernie Sanders campaign was very upset about that. Um, And so uh, that, just to be clear, he is still leading in the popular vote. Are we still at 86% reporting? Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. I also saw a poll for the non-white voters in Iowa and how that breakdown looks. And uh, Sanders won that by a fucking landslide. Really interesting. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Like over 10 percentage points difference from second place. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. We are, uh, yeah, at current time, Pete is at 267 and Bernie's at 25.4, so 1.3% difference. Yep. Great. Yep. And then Elizabeth Warren is at 18.3%, and Joe Biden is at 16%. Man, he did not do well in Iowa. Biden flubbed Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, Amy Klobuchar, man. She Once kicked again, ass, man. I'm so I'm More than I her. thought. I really would have liked to see uh, how Kamala would have done, yeah. how Corey would have done. Um, yeah. But... Can't have everything. Where would you put it? All right. That is our show. Do you guys have any final thoughts? No, I don't think so. I'm just like stoked on the next primaries now. I'm like, let's get this ball. Oh, Rolling. yes. It, it, is a, it is a snowball and it's just going to keep yeah, going. Yeah. It's going to go so fast. Yeah, I know. You would be so amazed at how fast it goes. And and especially, I mean, especially if you're older, because it's a smaller percentage of your life. It's maths. But <laughs> it, it goes, I mean, it's already February. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yes. That's, mm. that's insane. We are oh. so close to November. I can't wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> ah. And seriously, you guys and everybody who's listening right now, make it possible that we all make it to the end mm-hmm. together and stronger and better. So yeah, roll up our sleeves and do the work. Line. We are the heroes we've been waiting for. Hell yeah. All right. 
Thank you so much for listening. Everyone, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. Been Amanda Reader. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by AG and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazel and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>